Hello and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and this is where we reflect on the weekend that was. We dig a little deeper into a recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds and preview what's to come this next weekend at Charlestown Road. Roger, you have been asking here in recent weeks, can I know? And this past Sunday morning, you wrapped up that little series by asking, can I know what to expect? Yeah, this has been just a a simple little four-part series, but I tried to look at some things I think are the big questions in life. We began this with, can I know that I'm saved? And that's that's something you want to just roll the dice and just say, well, I'll take my chances because if uh, you don't get this right, it's in trouble. But then we talked about, can I know what's right? And there's a lot of redefinition of things in our culture. And so can I know that? Can I know part three was how to worship God? And so then this last time, this past Sunday, we wrapped this up by talking about, can I know what to expect? And there's lots of things in life that uh, are unknown and we have expectations about. Sometimes when those expectations don't meet reality, uh, there can be a great disappointment there. But within that lesson, we tried to look at four major things that uh, are, are of concern to us. And what can I expect when I open the Bible? And uh, there's a lot of ideas that people have. You know, people think the Bible ought to read like any other book, but it's it's different. It's not a dictionary. It's not an encyclopedia. But what we tried to show was it's the will of God. It's the heart of God, or it's God talking to us. And when I open that, I need to come to it with that understanding and appreciation. Then we talked about what can I expect when I go to church? And first of all, I understand that the word church is not a building, but it's a people, the saved people of God. And again, when you say the word church today, you get just hundreds and hundreds of concepts and definitions and ideas. And we see out in the religious community all kinds of things being done. But when we open our Bible, what should I expect? And we, we kind of drove home three or four simple points that I ought to expect the Bible to be taught completely and accurately. And, and that should be a place where I can see the Bible being taught. And then it'd be a place that ought to welcome me and a place that, that I can be accepted. And then a place that's going to honor God the way God wants to be honored. From that, we move to what can I expect when I approach God? And again, lots of different thoughts people have. Some people think that God ought to fix everything or God ought to make me happy. But what I'm going to see is that God's already been looking for me and God's there for me. And God wants to save me. And so just some simple, simple concepts like that. And then we wrap this up by what can I expect down the road? What can I expect in my future? And we talked about unless Jesus comes, uh, I'm going to die. The Bible teaches that. And we gave a great illustration of somebody who's going to try to beat that, but it's not going to happen because what the Bible says we talked about how we're going to face God in eternity. That's in the future. And so those are some things that we try to kind of wrap this up in and kind of look at. And again, 
to the title, these are things that we can know. We can just kind of park our car there and understand these things. And all these lessons are on our website, and we encourage you to go back and grab them. Yeah, they were broken up a little, but right there on the website, you can see September 10th, Can I Know I'm Saved? September 24th, Can I Know What's Right? October 1st, Can I Know How to Worship God? And then this most recently, Can I Know What to Expect? We, Roger, you and I both just appreciate so much these hardworking volunteers that make sure those things are captured and preserved and easily shared and accessed really at any point on our website. Such a a basic fundamental series, but digging into such important questions. Oftentimes, the most fundamental questions are the ones most muddied and confused in popular culture. And so don't take for granted that uh, these answers are well known by the people around you, maybe even members of your own family. I would heartily recommend uh, each and every one of these lessons. But Roger, one more time, as we look back in this series, at this most recent lesson, is it okay to have expectations? You had these four, what can I expect when? Let's just think for a moment about expectations. Is it okay for us as disciples of Jesus to wake up on any given day, maybe a first day of the week, we frequently call it the best day of the week, is it okay to have expectations as a disciple of Jesus? I think so, and, and I think uh, it's twofold. I think God has expectations of us. When we become a disciple, I think there's a certain lifestyle, a certain behavior, a certain place God expects us to be. And likewise, it's the same for us. All, all, our lives are, are sprinkled with all kinds of expectations. You, you have a daughter that's going to be married before too mm-hmm. long, and I'm sure she's expecting that. And, yes. and, and then we have some young uh, mothers in our congregation who are expecting children. Uh, my daughter's one of those. And so, uh, the, you know, the idea of expectations, yeah, you sign up and you start college. Well, you don't just do it because you go to college. You do it because you expect someday, hopefully within four years, to get finished and get a degree, and then you can move on to a job. And so so life is full of expectations. I think there are some spiritual expectations involved with that. When you pray, you expect God to hear you. Um, the book of First John really talks about that, particularly in chapter 4 and 5, that we have that promise of God. Uh, John also tells us that uh, if we confess our sins, God is faithful to forgive us. So there are some spiritual expectations from God to us, I think from us to God, but I think there's also expectations we need to have one to another as disciples. Um, what would be something come to your mind? Yeah, well, I mean, as we're describing this, what it means to have an expectation, I jotted down two words as you were uh, giving your your basic explanation, I jotted down responsibility and accountability, and I'll I'll get back to your question here in just a second. But I think one maybe of the disconnects that we see in culture around us is a lot of entitlement when it comes to expectations. People thinking, okay, I have every right to have expectations of my own. Meanwhile, 
we don't excel at personal responsibility and accountability. It's kind of like this phrase we use every once in a while, wanting to have my cake and eat it too, right? I want to have expectations of others, but I'm not sure I want to be responsible and accountable personally. And to your question of fellowship, brothers and sisters in Christ. That's not how fellowship works, right? We see that danger when people treat the church as a kind of spiritual rest stop or or spiritual convenience store where I expect to come in and be served and have it my way and everything exactly the way that I want it, but I'm not really interested in serving and churches can't exist like that. A relationship with each other as brothers and sisters in Christ can exist like that. A relationship, healthy relationship with God can't exist like that. It is a give and take. And as far as our responsibilities and expectations to one another, brotherly love, I think we could expect or should expect, we should expect kindness. We should expect forbearance. We should expect patience with one another. We should expect grace from one another, comfort from one another. And I love how passages like for instance, 2 Corinthians 1 described that God is a God of all grace and comfort who shows those things to us with the expectation that we would be channels of those things to each other. Absolutely. And, and you know, some of our help for one another is, is based upon an expectation. And those who have can help those who do not have. Uh, there comes times when we need to talk to one another because maybe one of us is, is not carrying our load. Maybe we're kind of going backwards and we need to be going forward. And, and there's that. And so throughout the writings of the apostles in the New Testament, there's just layers and layers of obligation and responsibilities brethren have to one another. And that is part of an expectation. When I become part of a congregation, it's not what does this church offer for me? It's a two-way street. What can I offer this church? How can I help this congregation? And then how can that congregation help me? And so that's, that's I think, something that we need to really appreciate. And, and there are great expectations. I think one of, the cha- one of the great reasons why we keep following the Lord, not only because he's the Lord and God, but we have this expectation of going to heaven. And that's just a great thing that's within our hearts. All right, so... I- Okay to have expectations. We, we, we've established that. Um, I am very thankful that I didn't wake up today with my foot saying, well, if the hand doesn't do exactly what I want it to do, then I'm just going to stop working, right? We are all members of the body of Christ. We lean on each other. We support each other. We are there to help each other along. But Roger, you know just as surely as I do that sometimes expectations aren't met. And we live in an age, I, I think, that is unique. I mean, when you were a teenager, when I was a teenager, you could be in a grocery store and someone's expectations not be met and maybe they throw a fit, but 
that's as far as it goes. It's just whoever saw that in in the moment, and maybe if they remember it long enough to share over the dinner table, you'll never believe what I saw at the grocery store today. However, in today's world, we see unmet expectations, we see frustrations, and we live in an age where everybody's got a smartphone. We see over and over and over again in the news, on social media, rants and raves that are broadcasted all over the world because of unmet expectations, sometimes relatively serious, sometimes something as simple as you didn't have my favorite bread in stock and I'm going to go berserk. We know as disciples of Jesus, we are to be different. So, In a world where expectations sometimes are not met, how should we handle that? Absolutely. In fact, we we brought up two examples earlier in that lesson about people who had expectations that were not met. We talked about from the book of Kings, Naaman, the, the great warrior who had leprosy. And when he was told by a servant girl of Israel that there was a prophet that would heal him, he went to see that prophet. He expected the prophet to come out to him. He didn't. He sent a servant. He expected the prophet to wave his hands over him and say great words. The prophet didn't. The servant said, go down to the Jordan River and dip seven times. And Naaman became furious, it says. That's typically what happens when (laughs) we don't get what we think we should get. Then we went to the New Testament, and in Luke chapter 12, as Jesus is teaching, someone in the audience called him out and said, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. He was expecting Jesus to tell his brother, hey, you need to be fair and share with him. But that didn't happen. Jesus used the occasion to talk to that one man about greed and materialism, and it did not turn out like he thought it was going to turn out. So, you know, there's going to be disappointments in life. And and really, there's two strands here we need to look at. Sometimes our expectations are unrealistic. And when they're unrealistic, then we're going to be disappointed. And that's why when we march through those four points about what to expect when I open the Bible or go to church or approach God or in my future, within all of those, there are unrealistic expectations. And when I begin with that, they're not going to be met, and I'm going to be disappointed. And it's not that God has let me down. It's that my view, my concept wasn't right to begin with. And so there's unrealistic. Happens all the time in marriages. Uh, the husband believes every night he comes home from work, it'll all be Thanksgiving dinner. Well, it's not. And some days it's going to be hot dogs. Some days are going to go out. And, and it's just it's just not the expectations it should be. I, I love the story of a, of a husband and wife, and uh, she wanted to go out to eat every night, every night. So one night she told her husband, take me someplace you've never taken me before. So he took her to the kitchen. <laughs> so, you know, expectations. So, so as a disciple, okay, uh, things don't turn out the way I think they should be. I start this new job and, and, you know, I've been told all this stuff and I get in there and within two weeks it's like, oh man, this is not the way I thought it was going to be. Um, number one, we got to keep the goal before us. And as we're disciples of Jesus, uh, we don't want to go ballistic. We don't want to get mean. Sometimes we have to go and have conversations with people. If uh, somebody's promised you something, if a corporation has said this is how it's going to be when you're hired and it's not, 
you may need to have some conversations and some frank talk about those things. But but a lot of times we act like the world. We act like old Naaman. We get furious and we get upset. We walk away, and that's not the way God wants us to handle it. We we need to keep remind ourselves people are looking at us. We are the light of the world. We need to do what Jesus wants us to do in those in those ways. I think Philippians four verse five is a powerful reminder where Paul says to Christians, "Let your reasonableness." be known to everyone. We don't want to be known as unreasonable people. And a lot of that is going to depend upon what we think about, which is why a few verses later, Paul says, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise, think about these things. Our mindset is going to determine our expectations and our peace of mind, the peace of Christ that can surpass all understanding, can guard our minds and hearts even when those expectations are not met. Okay, I I often wonder what those 12 apostles first thought when Jesus chose them. I mean, you know, they were fishermen, they Jesus was taking them from village to village. They were seeing lessons. They were seeing people being healed. Demons were cast out. I mean, their eyes must have been bugging all the time. I'm just understood all this stuff. And then Jesus was going to die, and he was going to go up to heaven, and they were going to be sent out. And they'd go from place to place, and there wouldn't be big banners saying, Welcome, Apostle John. We're going to take you out to eat. I bought you a new suit today. You can have my car. Most places they were chased and they were stoned. And as you read about the Apostle Paul, he says, We are treated as the scum of the earth. And how they might have thought, Well, this is not really what we signed up for. This is not really what we thought it was going to be like. But they hung in there, and they did what God wanted them to do. And that's the same thing for us. Sometimes brethren will let you down. Sometimes churches disappoint you. Sometimes people who ought to forgive you won't forgive you. Now, you can go home and cry and pout, or you can say, you know what? I need to stay about what Jesus wants me to do, and I need to finish this course and stay with it. And that is reminders for us. Roger, it seems like Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 would be a great way to round this conversation off. We've talked about, is it okay to have expectations? What about when those expectations are not met? I love how the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 roots us in the God who exceeds all expectations. You want to read that for us? Sure. It says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So when I'm rooted in him, what difference does that make? Uh, It makes all the difference because God's not going to let you down. God's not going to disappoint you. God's not going to desert you. God's going to be there. Other people may let me down. Uh, Corporations may let me down. You know, there's a lot of things in life that may disappoint me, uh, but God will not disappoint me. And some of the things are just temporal things. You know, you you plan an outing and it rains that day. Well, sure, there's a little disappointment there, but that's not going to ruin your life. 
And what we see is that God is greater than all these things. God is greater than all of our problems, and greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world, is what First John chapter 4 teaches us. So we root ourselves, our expectations, our very identities in him, and then we can know. That's what this series has been all about. Can I know I'm saved? Can I know what's right? Can I know how to worship him? Can I know what to expect? Roger, thank you so much for that series. And we would absolutely encourage you, if you haven't already, to go back and watch or listen to those sermons. They're freely available in our podcast feed at charlestownroad.org. It would be a great resource to share with others. It is Wednesday, and so we are looking forward to being together with our church family at 7 o'clock p.m. tonight. Roger, you're going to be teaching in the auditorium. Yeah, our theme this year is to finish what was started, and so this last quarter of the year, we're looking at how the Old Testament finished. And so we're in the book of Ezra, and we're talking about the building of the temple this evening. In our Building Blocks track of studies, we have just launched a survey of the Old Testament books of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Tonight, we're going to be looking at the plagues on Egypt, all through the lens of, you shall be my people. We would love to see you at 7 o'clock p.m. this evening. Lord willing, I've got the opportunity to preach this Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Our daily Bible reading schedule has taken us into Revelation here in recent weeks. It's a challenging book. We've made some pit stops here and there on Sundays to uh, use those sermons to kind of orient ourselves to the big picture of that book. As our reading nears its end, I'm going to round off this little informal series we've been doing by asking which city am I living for? We live or we read of two different cities in the last couple of chapters of Revelation and the one I'm living for is what is going to make all the difference in my life and in eternity. We would love to see you at uh, 9.30 a.m. this Sunday morning. But Roger, we're also looking forward to, in about a week and a half, the kickoff of a song worship training series with Tim Stevens. You know Tim well. Uh, what do you think we can expect from that series? Well, a lot of, a lot of folks know that uh, a lot of hymnals have been edited by his father, R.J. Stevens, and R.J. did this for years and years, and he has since passed on, but Tim has picked up the mantle and is continuing this great series, and he, he helps congregations to improve their singing. And he talks about the value of singing, and in this, uh, there, there's going to be some special workshops for our song leaders, but for all the congregation, it's going to be ways to just kind of step up our singing and see this is valuable. This is part of our worship, and Tim will put that before our eyes in just a wonderful, wonderful way. He's a dear, dear a kind servant of Christ, and it'd just be a wonderful occasion for people to come. You can see many more details all about that at charlestownroad.org. It kicks off on Saturday, October 21st, and then picks up the next day, Sunday, with lessons and instruction and encouragement for all. We would love to see you then as well. Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to This Week at Charlestown Road. It would be great to see you tonight at 7 o'clock p.m. 
We're already looking forward to Sunday. It is the best day of the week, and we would love to have you come and grow with us.